Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com. Verse number one, and we'll read through verse number six. Got a, a, a word from God tonight, confident in the unction that's been sent, and I appreciate that. And uh, I say that because I want to thank you for it. So if uh, I've been one of those on your prayer list, keep praying. I appreciate it when God is so clear with his word to me and, and the direction. And it's, it's my heart's desire, probably the greatest, a uh, heart uh, desire that I have is that the Spirit of God would direct me and give me the word to give you. Uh, I don't have an opinion. I don't really have a philosophy or, or anything insightful. What I need is for God to speak, and, um, and he's faithful to do that. I appreciate that, and I appreciate you praying tonight, and keep praying. John chapter number 14, verse number 1 let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. Now he's talking about heaven. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am there ye may be also. And whither I go, ye know, and the way you know. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way. The truth and the life. Listen to what he says next. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Father, thank you for your word. I pray for the direct and specialness of this, that every precious heart that's among us, and I count them precious. Lord, there may be some here that don't know you. And oh, I pray, Lord, that this special truth would just touch their hearts and Father, for those that do know you, oh, may this be a special reminder of what you've done for us and how we're going to get there. I love you and I thank you and I'm trusting you and the unction of the Holy Spirit to do what I can't do, and that's to preach to these good sheep. May all of it bring glory to you for you're worthy. And I ask it believing. As I pray earnest in Jesus' holy name, amen. 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 Thank you for standing. Uh, I have a simple thought tonight, and I want to share that first as maybe a title. If you're a title-catching kind of person, I want to say it this way. You've got to have help to get to heaven. You've got to have help to get to heaven. In verse number five, the apostle Thomas said unto the Lord, and I believe he meant it, uh, you know, it, that's probably me if I was there, 
right? Because in my, my little mind, I would have been trying to work out the route just exactly how I was going to get there. And if I didn't have it all worked out in my mind, I'd probably been the one slipping my hand up and saying, wait, wait, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know the way. I don't even know where you're going. Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. Now, I want you to hear what he said next. No man, hear me now, no man cometh unto the Father but by me. That was Jesus, red letters. Jesus making it clear that the only way you can get to heaven is through him. There is no other doctrine. There is no religion. There is no denomination. There's no church role. You can be baptized a hundred times. And if you fail to know Christ as your personal Savior, you cannot get to heaven. No man cometh unto the Father. Where's the Father at? He's in heaven. Where's the Son at? He's beside the Father. They're both in heaven in their rightful positions. They are both the glorious rulers and reign over everything we know. Let me be clear. No man will come unto the Father. No man will enter into the place that is called heaven. No man will see the mansions that he has prepared for us. No man will see the streets of gold or that city four square. You will never see heaven unless you have Jesus. That is a direct statement of fact. That is what Jesus intended for them to get from it. He intended for them to understand it and he has never wavered from it. The purpose of Christ and him coming to this earth was to make a way for you to be saved. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the truth and he is the life. No man will get to heaven but by him. Oh, how confused we are as a nation today. Probably the world as a whole. But we are so confused that we all think we're going to heaven irregardless of the path we take to get there. But I want to suggest to you some simple truths tonight that when you take your last breath in this world, you are no longer in control. Would you agree with that statement? When you die, when your heart quits beating, when your brain ceases to function, you are no longer in control. There is nothing else you can do. The very instant that your body slips into the clutches of death's hand, immediately you are in the hands of someone else. You need some help, you're going to get to heaven. Because when you die, you have no more control. Everything that you once manipulated and controlled and thought and and maneuvered and, and, and tried your best to figure out, everything that you thought you understood about religion and about heaven, everything that has passed through your mind will be meaningless without Christ when you die. You gotta have help to get to heaven. The very instant your soul, friend, is set free of your body, It is headed somewhere. 
There are only two places that have been prepared by the one who can prepare. There have been a place prepared for you. Amen. The Bible said that it's not his will that any should perish without him, but that all should come under repentance. I want you to know that if you go to hell tonight, it'll not be because of Jesus. It'll not be because of anything God has done. Brother, he has made a way for you to be saved. You need help tonight to get to heaven. You better trust Jesus. You better quit playing around with life and death because the very instant that death takes hold of your soul, takes hold of your life, the very moment you cease in this world, you're going somewhere and you can't stop it. You can't, you can't prolong it. You can't, you can't hinder it. The very instant that your eyes close in death in this life, you are immediately going somewhere and it is not in your control. You're going to need help getting to heaven. I'll agree with Thomas in this part. I don't know how to get there apart from Christ. I don't know what's going to happen. I've had the good privilege in my ministry over the last 30-something years, nearly 40 now, I've had the good privilege to be able to sit at the bedside of some, amen, when they were nearing the end. I've had the glorious privilege to hold their hands, Brother Craig, and them to look me in the eye and tell me that they were seeing something, that there were some things going on that I couldn't see, but they could. You know why? Because they were nearing the shore. They were getting close to death. I want you to know that when death gets you, brother, there is something going to happen. And when the saints of God get near to death, I believe in those things. I believe they see things we can't see. You say, why do you believe it? Because, brother, when their old body gets near to death, there's somebody coming after them. There's somebody close. There ain't one second. I'll be lost. When I die, son, he's going to snatch me out. There ain't nothing going to keep me from it. Ain't no wonder when they get near death, they start seeing things that I can't see. They start hearing sounds that I can't hear. They start seeing wonders and glories that I can't imagine. Well, bless his name. That's because death was getting near them. And the maker, the one that's in control, was coming. He was near when death was near, he was near. Why? Because there ain't but one in control when you die. And that's him. Amen. Jesus said, no man come unto the Father but by me. You better get that one thing straight. If you miss everything else, you better get this straight. You're going to die and go to hell without Jesus. There ain't no way to get to heaven unless you go through the door that God Almighty made and he made that door. (laughs) Glory to God. He built it out of an old rugged tree by nailing his son to it and bringing the blood shed for my wicked sin. Brother, he made a door for me to go through. And brother, you can't get to God until you go through that door. You need some help to get to heaven. Say, preacher, I've got religion. 
Religion ain't never got anybody to heaven, though. So that won't do you no good. Religion, preacher, I've got good parents. My parents are godly people. Well, that's good. But you're still going to hell until you get right with God, until you get saved. You're going to miss heaven. You're going to go to hell. You say, preacher, surely God don't send people to hell. Let me, let me see if I can explain something to you. He nailed his son to a tree. His son went through the agonizing, the horrifying, the tormenting pain of a crucifixion while he who knew no sin assumed every wicked, embarrassing, humiliating thing I've ever done. He took it on himself. He did it right out in the open and they they took him right there, friend, and they crucified him. If you think one minute that God's gonna wink and let you slip into glory, you're wrong, friend. Nobody gets to heaven except through Jesus. Nobody. If you get to heaven, you're going to have to have some help because the very instant you leave this world, you're out of control. You won't have any more control over what happens next. Bible said in Luke chapter number 16 gives us, Jesus gives us a clear rendition of what takes place when somebody dies. He tells us for both the saved and the lost in this same story. It wasn't a parable. It was a story that was true. Spoke the man's name that was saved. His name was Lazarus. He didn't speak the lost man's name. If he don't know you, friend, you're going to hell. He knew Lazarus' name. The Bible said when Lazarus died, said the angels snatched him up, carried him off yonder into Abraham's bosom. And there immediately he was comforted. Ain't you glad you ain't got to wait a while? Amen. That old purgatory business they lie about Amen to so many to tell you. You just go into a holding place and maybe somebody got power and they can pray you out. Maybe they got enough money they can pay you out. Let me tell you something. That ain't nothing but a lie to keep you in hell's flames because when you die, friend, if you don't have Jesus, you're going to be in hell. You got to have help to get to heaven. The Bible said that the rich man, he also died. And it said, and immediately in hell, he lifted up his eyes being in torments. You want to know what happens when you die? I can tell you this first of all, you have no control. You can't stop what's fixing to happen to you. And friend, when it happens, it's like that. You're going to be in hell. Amen. They won't even have you at the morgue and you're in hell. They won't even have you embalmed and you'll be in hell. They won't even have a casket picked out. Your family won't even have stopped, amen, crying over your missing. Then you're going to be in hell the very minute that you leave this world. You've got to have help to get to heaven. Because when you die, you're out of control. Somebody else is going to control what happens next to you. And brother, it's instant when it happens. The rich man lifted up his eyes being in torment. He was in hell. He was in hell. I didn't come to preach about hell tonight. I come to preach about heaven. 
The psalmist said this, help me, oh Lord, my God, help me. Oh, save me according to thy mercy. May I say to you tonight, until you've prayed that prayer, you're going to hell. You say, what prayer? The prayer that acknowledges the only way out of here is through Christ. That prayer, until you've prayed that prayer, you're going to miss heaven. I I don't don't care how many people have convinced you that all roads lead to heaven. That's a lie. The devil's been telling that one ever since Adam and Eve got out of the garden. Amen. That's been a lie from the beginning. It's still a lie today. You can say, well, preacher, I'm a good person. Let me tell you something. The Bible contradicts your statement. There is no good persons. There are none good, no, not one. If you think somehow that your righteousness merits the favor of Almighty God and that somehow or another God Almighty made a mistake by putting Jesus through that on the cross, you You're foolish tonight. He will not look past this cross. You try to get in in any other way than that. You're a thief and a robber. You will not get in. I'll assure you that. You need some help to get in there. You need some help if you're going to get into heaven. I want you to know there was some help given. Well, bless his holy name. Bless it. Let me stop a minute and just bless it forevermore. Bless the high name and holy name of Jesus. Bless his name through all generations. Bless it forevermore. You say, how come? Because he came to save the sinner. Well, bless his name. Bless his, he knew I needed some help. He knew I couldn't do it. He knew I couldn't get there. He knew that the very best I could do would be his filthy rags in the sight of God. He knew that without him, without Christ, I'd perish. So he sent him. He sent him. I needed some help to get to heaven. Say, so preacher, what kind of help do we need? Let me get in the message. It won't take long. Take heart. You need the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I tried to separate them. I couldn't. (laughs) I tried to preach each one of them individual, and I couldn't do it. I couldn't separate that to save my life. You need all three of them. You can't have one with the other. You know, there's a lot of people believe in God, but they don't like Jesus. You're going to hell. Huh? Let me deal with you just like Jesus did. No man will come unto the Father but by me. There's a lot of people who want to believe in the Almighty, the man upstairs, the great one in the sky. Let me tell you something. You can believe in him all you want to. He don't give a rip about you believing in him. It's when you believe in his son that he begins to perk up his ears and his eyes. When he begins to look your way is when you say, I believe in Jesus. I believe in the shed blood for my soul. I believe in Christ alone. That's when the God of heaven starts to move. You need some help to get to heaven. Bless God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost will help you get to heaven. Let me read it. I've jotted down just a few scriptures to help you. The Bible said in John chapter number three, here's how the Lord Jesus told it it to Nicodemus. Jesus answered, 
Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Here we go again. There goes Jesus again, being dogmatic about this truth, being very a matter of fact about how you get to heaven. He said, except you're born of water and of the Spirit. Note him there. That's the big S. That's the Holy Spirit of God. If you ain't been born again of the Spirit of God, if he ain't set up a boat in your heart, you're still lost. And you can't get to heaven without his help. Without his help. The Bible said, Jesus said, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. You know where your flesh is going? You can dig up a hundred holes out here. There's a bunch of it out there. Caskets all over the hillside. You know what happened to that flesh? It died out. The spirit immediately was sent somewhere else and they buried that corpse. Do you know them spirits that left them corpses, they don't have no body yet. According to 1 Thessalonians, the Bible said when Jesus comes in the rapture, he's going to bring the spirits that are with him and the dead, those old corpses that are in the ground, they're going to be changed from a natural to an an immortal. They're going to be changed from corruptible to incorruption in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. They're going to burst from them graves, a new creature. They're going to reunite with that soul and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Oh, wait just a minute. What part of that did you have any rip to do with? Reckon you need some help then. You're going to need some help pull that off. How you think you're going to manage? You need some help if you're going to get to heaven. Jesus said to them, he said to Nicodemus, he said, marvel not that I said unto thee, you must be born again. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, but that which is born of the spirit is different than the flesh. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying you have to be born again to go to heaven. You say, surely to the Lord, you don't have to preach such to a bunch of good Baptist folks. I reckon it's important we all be reminded the only way you get to heaven is you have to be born again. You can pat yourself on the back all day long about how good you've been. Let me tell you something. Your goodness does not rank in the eyes of the Almighty. You say, how come? Because number one, your goodness ain't good. You've made it good because you have made your righteousness your own self Righteousness, you see, doesn't matter to him. He knows what real righteousness is and he hung him on a cross for you. You need help to get to heaven. In the same chapter, he would tell Nicodemus, for God so loved the world 
that he gave his only begotten son. Say, oh, I know that one. You ain't saved, you don't know it. That whosoever believeth in who? You, I reckon you need some help to get to heaven, don't you? He's, he's trying to tell you the truth here. Whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. If you take him out of that statement and you can replace it with anything else you want to replace it with, you go to hell. Hear me now. You go to hell right then. If there is anything in that space besides him, you go to hell. Right then, right then you go to hell. The only way you get to heaven is through him. He said, for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Him, they might be saved. For he that believeth on him, you hear me now, is not condemned. Glory to God. Glory to God is not condemned. I am not condemned. I ought to have been condemned, but I ain't condemned. You say, how come? Because of him. Him. He that believeth on him is not condemned. But he that believeth not on the, old, the name of the only begotten Son of God is condemned already. Your sentence need not be determined, it's already spoken. Because if you don't have him, that's all that counted. You're going to hell. You need help to get to heaven. Preacher, where do I get some help? Him. Him. Say, who is him? Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. These three are one. Amen. They're three, but they're one. You say, that, that's foolishness. How can something that's three also be one? I don't know, I had a man explain it one time and he said, contemplate a good cherry pie. I don't like cherry pie, but I paid attention. He said, contemplate cherry pie. He said, I'm not talking about jello pie. He said, I'm talking about real cherry pie. He said, you can take a cherry pie that's whole and you can take a knife and you can cut it into three pieces. And he said, when you pull that knife out of there and you look back, it still look like one. Though up under that thing is three. All I want to know is if you've got the cherry pie tonight. Because you're going to need some help to get to heaven. The Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost, and you can't have two without the other. He don't work that way. If you get the Son, you get the others. If you get the Father, you get the Son, and you get the Holy Spirit. Amen. The very instant you get born again, the Holy Spirit of God... Thank God comes in and sets up a boat in your house, in you. 
I reckon we really needed some help to get to heaven. He, he said to the Holy Spirit, when they believe in me, you're going to go live in them. Yeah. Let me read that. 1 Corinthians. It's what the Apostle Paul would say about it. 1 Corinthians. I'm sorry, 2 Corinthians. He said, for we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God, not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. Now he that hath wrought for us the self-same thing is God who also hath given unto us the earnest of his spirit. You got the whole package, baby. When you got, when you got Jesus, you got it all. Therefore, we are always confident knowing that whilst we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. I don't know about you, but that's good news. That means I got some help. What Paul's saying is, I just, ain't, I just ain't needed it yet. But when death comes, amen, when death steals over my bones, amen, and this old flesh gives up to it and lays down, I got some help. Amen, they went inside me and said, you ain't taking me with you. Huh? I'm alive forevermore, he said. No, there's something lives inside of me that said, I made him a new creature. He ain't yours, he's mine. And when this old, when this old death, when it, when it captures this body and when I lay down, when my flesh succumbs to the power of death thing, may I say to you today, there is one inside me that is going to set me free right then. It won't be a period of waiting. I'm going to heaven. I got some help. I got some help one day when he came by my house and said, you're lost. Amen. Some of you, he's knocking on your heart tonight. He's telling you right now, your heart about to pound out of your chest as you just realized if you die before you get home tonight, you're going to hell. You're going to hell right then. You know if you leave this service tonight without Jesus, you are in danger of an eternal flame you'll never get out of. You know it. You know it. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in (laughs) you need some help tonight amen You, you can't honestly tell me that you want to go to hell I don't believe you if there's anybody look me in the eye and say, Preacher, I, I want to go to hell. I say, you're lying. You're lying. Ain't nobody in their right mind want to go to hell. No, not, not what I... No, hell's real, friend. This ain't a place where you'll join your friends and party for the rest of it. No. No, you be by yourself in the dark and the loneliness of it while the fire of that place never stops burning you. You can't tell me you want to go to hell. You're lying. You're the biggest fool ever walked. Then nobody wants to go to hell. But there are plenty of people going. You know why? Because they missed him. Because the only help you've been given to escape hell is Christ. But man, say he's good enough. He can get the job done. Say, how you know? He gave in to death on that cross. They took him down from that cross, rolled him up, cleaned him up, put that, put that 
that shroud all around him, toted him down to Joseph's new tomb, put a rock on it and sealed it and put guards at it. But on the third day, he walked out. That's kind of help I need. Somebody that can go in and then come back out. You want to know what Jesus did? He went to conquer death for you. Why? Because you need some help with that one. You can't do it. He did it. That's the kind of help you need tonight is somebody that's been in it and come out of it carrying the keys. That means you own it. You're toting the keys. It's yours. That means you're the master of it. You're the authority of it. God, that's the kind of help I want. Amen. Because what I know is death's come my trail. Death's coming after me. God tells you it's coming. Some of you will walk in front of a casket. Say, we're going to miss the preacher. No, we're not. But regardless what you say, I found some help one day. And he's going to get me out of here. And according to his word, he's getting me out of here alive. I'm going to leave this carcass behind, but I'm not dying. No, he said, he that believes in me shall never perish. That's what he said, wasn't it? That's kind of help you need right there. You need somebody with the power to say, hey, you believe in me? Never die. Huh, really? Never die. Sign me up. That's the kind of help I want. That never kind of die help. I want that, that never perish kind of help. But you don't have it tonight if you're lost. If you've never believed in Christ, amen, you can sign every church book in this county and die and go to hell right now. Because what you need is to be born again. Here's what the Apostle Paul said in the book of Romans. He said, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ, who? Christ died for us. Much more then, being now justified by his blood. Whose blood? His. That's what Jesus was trying to say. No man can come unto the Father but by me. Much more then, he said, being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Bless his name. Bless his name. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Whose life? His. Any question about where your help need come from? <laughs> Listen, he can save the world. Amen. Every single person, he can save them. Every day people depart into the torment of hell's flames because they never trusted him. Don't fool yourself tonight. God knows just exactly where you're at. He knows what you're thinking. He knows whether you're lost or you're saved, you're confused or you're right. He knows everything about you and he's not playing games with you tonight. 
He's giving you a simple and honest opportunity to say, I believe in Jesus Christ as my personal Savior, and I accept him as my Lord. This day, I repent of my sins, and I turn. He'll save you. You need some help to get to heaven. I'm telling you, you can't do it. Well, you get that, right? Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost, that's your help right there. But I'm going to give you two other things as we close tonight. Two other things that I have found to be the greatest of helps. One little girl prayed it like this. She was trying to pray her prayer and and her dad was sitting by her bed, and, and, and she, said, she said, I'm still afraid. And she, he said, honey, why? Have you not prayed from your heart? She said, yeah, I prayed from my heart. She said, he said, do you not believe Jesus? He said, yeah, I believe Jesus, but I need something with skin on it. That's how we are. Sometimes we just need something with some skin on it. You might think the preacher's lost his mind. That can be cowhide, can't be cow skin. You need something with skin on it. The Bible said, Lo, I come in the volume of the book, it is written of me. This is Christ. You want something with skin on it? You want something you can cuddle at night and hold? This works. It do. It works. You say how? Because it's him. He left it for me. According to the word of God. Let me read it to you. I jotted this verse down. The Bible said in 1 Peter 1, verse 23, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God. Say, how do you get born again? By the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. Say, preacher, I need some help to get to heaven. I got some right here. You talking about helping me. You talking about helping a soul. This old book right here, I couldn't tell you how much it's helped me. You know what it's helping me do? Get to heaven. By the way, some of you ain't even read it this week. Got instructions on how to get there. Who to follow and who not to follow. Knows everything you're going to face and how to deal with it. As a matter of fact, it is how you are begotten by the word of God. Well, he's giving me some more help. How many brought your Bible with you tonight? I'm not looking. You can raise it up. Might as well take your help with you. I was telling Justin today, we was having a conversation, and it was a spiritual nature. I said, you know, sometimes I carry that old book into the church, and I never open it. I just pray the whole time. I never open it. But I always take it. 
You say, how come? Because it's my help. <laughs> you know how many times this has rescued me? You can have American Express. Don't leave home without this one. <laughs> what you need some real help. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to advise you today that this book is the greatest help that you'll have that you can touch. Touch it. Real, ain't it? That's real help right there. And knowing that the content of it ain't just pages on, or words on a page. No, it is the living. That's what First Peter 1 said. said it is the living word of God. Right here. When you get born again, you get the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes and lives in you. Then he gives you some more help. He just pinned it for you. Why? Because you need help. Lastly, we need each other. Do you know that sheep ain't meant to be alone? They're pretty helpless creatures. I mean, they ain't like they got big fangs and claws and can defend themselves. No, they, they pretty much a buffet to any predator that comes. I reckon they need some help. They give me his word. He give me his word. But he also gave me a church. He gave me a place that I can go to. I believe from the rising of Christ from the dead, what he told Peter was set in motion. What did he tell Peter? He said, Peter, upon this rock will I build my church. And he said, the gates of hell shall not, let me say it just a hair, shall never prevail against it. We need some help. Sometimes the help we need is in the form of a refuge, a pavilion, a place of safety, or a place of learning, a place of support, a place of forgiveness, a place of comfort. This place has been that. You people have been that to me in every form. That's helping me get to heaven. Would you say that? I would absolutely 100% say that my church is helping me get to heaven. Let me read you the scripture. Then we're going to close. Vicki, come on. Hebrews chapter number 10. Listen to what he said. Listen to what he said. He said, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. Without wavering. Mm. For he is faithful that promised. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. I'm supposed to help you do that. I'm I'm supposed to, in in my godly relationship with you, I'm supposed to provoke you to encourage you, to exhort you unto good works and love. Anybody consider that helpful? 
It does me. I mean, if you want to help me in that fashion, help on. I like it, right? Exhort me and encourage me and and rebuke and love. All of those things. These are things that are helpful to the people of God. We need to hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. And let us provoke one another unto good works and to love. Finish with this. Good works and to love. Listen to what he said. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. Why did he say that, Larry? Because you need help. And when you forsake the assembling within the house of God, guess what you just did? You said, I don't need that help. I don't want that help. I can do it on my own. Let me tell you something. You can't do it on your own. I know that for a fact. You can't do it on your own. Not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is. Right? I know some do that. But don't do that. Don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. But, he said, but come together and exhort one another. And so much the more as you see the day approaching. How come? Because you need help. How many think Wednesday night service is pretty helpful sometimes? I do. I do. No, I don't want to miss it. I do not want, let me be clear, I don't want to miss any of them. Why? Because they help me. Help me what? They're helping me get to heaven. Now, church attendance won't get you to heaven. But once you're born again, it'll help you. It'll help you on the journey. It'll help you get there. You're going to need some help to get to heaven as we stand and sing. I don't know your heart, but let me, let me give you an invitation tonight as earnest as I can. Friend, don't leave here tonight unprepared to meet God. Don't leave here tonight. You know, let me tell you something. The watchman has a responsibility to do what? It's to tell you the truth. I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you, you have got one opportunity and it is tonight. You have one chance. It is tonight. If you ever get another one, I don't know of it. I know that you have tonight, and I am warning you, you must be born again. If you reject Christ, you will go to hell. Now, your blood ain't on my hands tonight because I've warned you. I've told you the truth And you're going to have to be honest with God. You're going to have to want to be saved. You're going to have to admit, I need some help to get to heaven. If that's you tonight, come. We'll pray with you. But if you're willing to pray, if you're ready to pray, now's the time to pray. Is your heart broken? Are you ready to call on God? Now's the time to call. As we stand and sing, would you come? Would you come? I don't know your heart. Would you come?